What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Extra Point Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It is your host, Tommy Buns, here with the usual suspects, my partners in crime. We got uh, Slither and Sullivan. How are we doing tonight, Sully? Slytherin, sliding in your garden as usual. <laughs> hiding in the weeds. And we have our leader, the CEO of Bleacher Fan Jones with us. Jones, how are we doing? It would be better if the Red Sox weren't going to sweep the World Series. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, Dave, because that's exactly what I wanted to get into first. So the World Series, the Red Sox have won six straight games. They have a 2-0 series lead against the Dodgers right now. Two defining wins. Two, not defining. Two dominant wins. Two wins that I think there's no question. Decisive. Decisive. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Always there when I need you, Sully. But yeah, Sox have a 2-0 lead. David Price goes out, pitches another great game last night, gives up only two, six innings, three hits. I mean, two great starts in a row, in my opinion. Do you guys think David Price finally has the playoff monkey off his back and he's going to turn over a new leaf in his career now? Um, I, I don't – I I mean, yeah, he's pitched, he's pitched well, but I think it takes more than what he's done to really shake that, that – label permanently um there's just so many more examples on the other side at this point that to you know if you even want to call them clutch starts um to me doesn't do it i mean he's certainly heading in the right direction and you certainly are able to ask the question now but for me there's just still too much evidence on the other side of that argument that points to him not being great in the playoffs it's the same thing with kershaw like kershaw had that one year where he was like phenomenal in the playoffs after being atrocious his whole career and then everyone's like oh maybe he could pitch in the playoffs and then now look at this year he's awful again so uh, nah, that's not fair it's it's up and down this year it's, it's he gets a bad stigma he's had two great starts and two bad starts so it's well, not okay but he's been awful in those two bad starts and that just and doesn't that shouldn't that shouldn't he's had five i mean the, the amount that he's awful in his career and even if you want to call it this year 50% that should not be a percentage that uh, one of the greatest pitchers of all time that people refer to him as is is doing in the playoffs like give me Justin Verlander in the playoffs any day of the week but are you ranking Justin Verlander over him in a in a all-time conversation probably not no, you're not. But I mean, I mean, the sample size is smaller, and I mean, to, but to say he's been awful this postseason wouldn't paint the accurate picture, though. I mean, for the major, if you had to describe him in one word as a career, it's been awful in the playoffs. In totality, he's had plenty of playoff experience at this point. Like, there's my my point is, it's there's no excuse anymore for Clayton Kershaw. Like, you're what he's thirty, thirty one now. Like, he's had, I don't know how many, now at least... he actually doesn't have the stuff he once had. Yeah. Which is, I mean, which, which, is, I, which is which is actual, so, I mean... I'm just scared... He's about 92 right now, so... I, I, think, I think when he does come through, it shows two things. Command and confidence or lack of confidence in the past. Yeah, I mean, I, I think those are all valid points, but... I, that uh, to build on his his lowering velocity like he's gonna opt out at the end of this year he's in it for his one last huge contract because he know he must know that it's slipping away so he he's gonna go get paid by somebody i'm just praying it's not the fucking yankees no it won't it it won't be um but like he's he's walking away from 30 mil a year or 35 mil a year whatever that motherfucker makes to pitch 16 times a fucking year yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy money to walk away from. Because he's got one year left, so like he's gonna do that. This is his last. If he comes out and has a shit year next year, he's done making big time money. He's gonna right. be. He's gonna Try go the to way of now. Barry Zito or yeah. Tim Lincecum, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's he's opting out now because he knows that everyone still thinks he's the dominant Kershaw that he's been for the last decade. But yeah, we don't know. We have no evidence that that'll be the case. Start one next year. We don't know, but he still was great in the regular season this year, so he still has proven to be good over the 162-game season, and someone would pay him, I think, unless he had a... I think he had, like, a 2-5 ERA this year. He just had some injuries, which doesn't help his case, but someone would pay him. But in regards to the David Price question, I think it depends on who you ask, but I also think it depends on the outcome of the World Series. 
Um, if they win the World Series, you know, he's making the big bucks, but then could you say that David Price contract is a failure if he helps contribute winning a World Series? I mean, you could, you wouldn't, obviously it's not a good contract, but it, it gives some validation to both him and the contract because, you know, like we're going to touch upon with like the Jimmy Butler sh- shit coming on, if they won, even if they sacrifice the future, which we'll get into, is it worth, I mean, it validates it to a degree, so... Two great starts in a row. Also, I think if this goes to a game six and he pitches great and they win in game six, then I think the conversation is put to bed, even though maybe it shouldn't be. I think if he pitches six, seven straight shot innings in a game six and they win and he's the winning pitcher, three straight, he wins two World Series games. I mean, what more could you ask for then in, in that case? There may, oh, be Yankee, there may be Yankee fans that are like, oh, he's, you know, him and Pedro were their daddy, you know, but like, well, Who's laughing when they got the World Series? Then, you know. So it's like I think I think it depends who you ask. Yankee fans, I think, will always say based on their history with him, both in Yankee Stadium and the postseason, that you know he's not a postseason pitcher. But I think it depends on the outcome of the World Series. I mean, I think we uh, as Yankees hit played better against Pedro in bigger moments than we did than we have against Price. But I would still ne- I would take David Price on the mound over Pedro any day of the week. Like I don't care what the situation is, I don't care who yeah, we're playing. Like, I just I I no matter how much success we had against Pedro, I was still like he's on the mound. You're still like fuck. Like David Price still on the mound. Three times yeah, winners. David uh, Price on the mound. Plus, I mean, like three year, yeah, three times Cy Young winner. Not to mention like one of the top ten most dominant pitchers in history. If you, in any given time period, like oh yeah, in in his yeah. prime, there aren't ten pitchers better than him in the world. Yeah, and and that's coming from a Yankees fan. Like he, it was stupid what he used to do. He could and, strike anybody out. Yeah, <laughs> he could strike anybody out three times in a night. Like he was, he was, he was even dominant at times with the Mets when he was like 35, 36. He was, he was, or he was really good with the Mets even, and he was like on his last legs. Yeah, that's true. Like, and it's like we're the Mets. You can't be good with us. <laughs> like, we, you. People ruin their careers with the Mets, especially Boston Red Sox. See Jason Bay. Yeah, the talk, talk about the worst the... contract ever. David Price doesn't compare to Jason Bay. No, that not yeah, that was I, bad. I, I forgot about that. That was really talk bad. Talk about 110 million, eight eight home runs, 30 something RBIs that year. Just never played with us again after that year. Yeah, he did. What he did? One or two years. That's it. One year. I think it was. I think we got him. Maybe it was one and a half. I know his last year with us, he had seven or eight home runs. Uh, it may have been a year and a half, I believe, and the injuries. But I, you know, my dad would say to me, he'd be like, he looks like he's sick. He looks like he's anemic. Like he's so pale. And <laughs> he looks so skinny. Like he was like, this guy was good. I'm like, dad, he was nice guy. for Boston, right? I'm like, this guy was on. He was he was okay. He was okay for the Red Sox. Oh, it wasn't anything he was special. Not okay. He was he was. I mean, are you, as a career. He had no, on the, on the Red Sox. On the Red Sox. He was a 100-RBI guy on the Red Sox, and he had potential really? for a Hall of Fame career if he kept up what he was doing. He 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 was a, he hit, I think he won MVP on the Pirates, if I stand corrected. Or he yeah, had 128 he RBIs one year. 128 RBIs, I believe, one year. Like, he was one of yeah, the I mean, runs, 100 he, RBIs every year. When he got traded to the Red Sox, he was the number one trade target. In the in the majors, and when he signed with the Mets, he was the number one free agent, and then just his whole fucking life, the bottom dropped out, and that was it. Yeah, I'm he sure. went from MVP numbers to out of the league in a year and a half, two years. It's like Ryan Howard. Yeah. Wow, he played. He played three. He played three years with us. Well, two and a half basically, and in those years, he hit um, twenty six home runs in two and a half years. That's that ain't uh Cooperstown numbers right there. Yeah, no, he won the rookie of the year. Sorry, he never won MVP. But he never he had 119 RBIs when you had 36 home runs with Boston the year before we got him. Wow. I didn't remember that. Wow. Yeah. You know, so. the, uh, the talk of the the talk of all the radio shows up here right now is whether or not David Price opts out of his contract after this. Now that he knows like if they win and he goes out and has two, maybe three wins in the playoffs, does he go and try and get maybe one more contract somewhere else? Now he's won a ring, get out of the market in Boston, 
that's been a, that's been up for debate the past uh, few days, and I I don't see it happening. I don't I think don't it's see it happening. Why would you, why would you leave a champ? Why would you leave the money on a championship team? Yeah, I don't I don't agree with it at all. It's just, just funny to hear them too. hear them bring it up, and you're like, oh yeah, you're not gonna make thirty million anywhere else. Who's and saying that? All the radio shows up here. It's been like on the table for the past week. That's why I I can't listen to the news too much. I mean. It, that'd make no sense for him to do it. Why would he? This potentially could be a dynasty for the Red Sox. Oh yeah. I mean, and let's he has not three forget more sale. Four years on his deal. Yeah, I mean, let's oh, not forget four. Four. I'm sorry. Four. Sale is. What is Sale? Twenty nine, twenty eight, thirty. He's not yeah. old. We're gonna have to re-sign him at the end of next year. I mean, doesn't he the, like not make a lot of money? Like comparatively. I was gonna say yeah, twelve million. That's like you got the Steph Curry deal. Just Degrom. Degrom, I think makes. Seven or eight million or something. Yeah, that's wild. That's so crazy. Yeah, he's like literally the best pitcher in baseball. and makes seven million. Then yeah. you have then you have Bryce saying he wants to open the bidding at three hundred fifty million for ten years. <laughs> I want like Tampa to just be like, "Yep, here you go," and then no one else say shit, and then <laughs> and then it's like, "What do you go ahead? Dare you to sign with Tampa?" That would be damn good. But they yeah, wouldn't win would- anything. I mean, hey, that no, might that help. They won 89, 80, 89 games last year. They did. They beat up on the Red Sox and the Yankees quite a bit, too. Correct. Was it 88, 89 Yeah. Games? They were right around 90. So, I mean, you had Harper. That's a 95, at least a 90-win team. Yeah. Tough division, though, especially the next few years. Tough division. I mean, yeah. You're going you're gonna to you're gonna have to win. 94 games to get into the wild card I think if you're the Rays I mean I mean presumably that I mean they they would have the chance to his war is over five yeah so I mean yeah well he wouldn't do that but well you know what do you guys uh what do you guys thinking for the rest of the series I'm saying I originally said socks and five I'm changing it socks and four we're going clean sweep Porcello's going to win tomorrow night, and then uh, who knows what they do game four. I don't know if they're going to throw Valdi out there because he's been the setup man the past two nights. I could see them using him again as the setup man tomorrow night and then just go and maybe sail again game four if they have a chance to close it out and then use him against seven if it gets there. But yeah. I, don't th- I don't think that'd be smart, though, because I think you could still go Valdi. I think you could still go Valdi game four just because – he hasn't thrown many pitches. He threw 13 pitches last night. I don't know how many pitches the night before, but that can just act as his bullpen. He can just not throw the bullpen, and I'm no obviously he's not throwing a bullpen, right. so it's not really as big of a difference. I don't think he threw more than 15 or 16 pitches the day before. Um, so I think you'll you'd see game four. You'll see Evaldi, and you'll see him for four or five innings. I don't think you'll expect him, and then maybe you see Eduardo Red- Rodriguez for two or three. You know, piece it together, and you know if they're really up. You know, I mean, if they're if it if they have a chance to shut them out, sweep them in four, maybe Sale closes it out or something. They bring them in, just fuck it. You know, they're just like, but um, I don't think uh, Sale on short rest, being that he was sick and everything, I, I I don't think it's such a great idea unless you're going to use him in relief for an inning or two. But I think I think I think it's going to be Sox in five, um, just because the way the Dodgers operate um, with. The Sox are not lefties. They haven't put their lefties in. So they're going to have Muncie, um, Bellinger, and Peterson in the lineup against the two righties, most likely in Avaldi and Porcello. So they're going to get the at-bats, and those are their best hitters, which is just something I just disagree with Dave Roberts and the analytics, how they haven't been playing their best players. Cause yeah, they're... that's stupid. That's so stupid. They'd... It's, Honestly, it's just... like, it just does, it doesn't make any sense. I get it. I get it. I'm not saying to start all three lefties, and it has gotten them there. It's the World Series the last two years, the analytics. But I don't like Dave Roberts as a manager for the standpoint that he just lives and dies by the analytics. Like Alex Cora, you can tell he doesn't live and die by them. He he has control. He makes managerial decisions based on his gut, which is why I like him so much as a manager. But but to not these these three studs. Three leading home run candidates or home run hitters for them have nine at bats in two games combined. Like, like Max Muncy can hit lefties too, and he's not in. It's just they they play they're playing with fire when they're you know four innings with these guys. David Friesen for four innings, 
you know, then they put in Bellinger and Muncie. I just, I don't like it. I, I don't, I think it's not managing. It's trying to decide things before the game starts, and that's not what baseball is. It's, it's you got to live in the present. You got to make decisions that go against the grain sometimes. And the Dodgers just aren't doing that. But they're going to have their big bats in, and I think they'll get one being game three. Ah, I could see it. What about you, Dave? Um, I think the Dodgers are going to win the next three. Then Boston wins game six. And game seven is tied in the ninth inning. And Dave Roberts comes out and pinch runs, steals second base, (laughs) and third, and then scores the game winner on a sax fly just to say, fuck you, Boston. Oh, no, nah, but it, it, that would be absolutely the greatest thing to ever happen in the history of sports if they went just like that. But uh, you I know thought, that can't happen, right? They make a rule. Yeah, so we're we're good. It, it's all set no, up. I just, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. You got my mind thinking. Like they, the uh, who who signed the 37 year old guy? What's his name? Next Red Sox today. The Twins. They hired. That who was the manager that they hired today? I oh, no I idea. saw this. thirty-seven-year-old. Uh, Rocco Baldelli. Rocco Baldelli. Yes, the thirty-seven-year-old. I mean, I could see eventually you're, you signing thirty-year-old, thirty somewhere in your thirty, thirty-five-year-old managers, and they just you know if you really need them, they could play. Like, why you get an extra player out of it? Like, and not, well, it doesn't really matter in baseball, but. Uh, it doesn't go against the salary cap. It does, like you're not t- you're telling me Kevin Cash couldn't go out there and pinch hit or do something like for the for the Rays or like or Gabe Kapler with the Phillies. Those guys are in sick shape. Telling me Randy Johnson still can't throw 93? <laughs> yeah, I mean he could touch 90. Like like if you're I'm not saying to rely on it, but I mean there's new new eras of things. I mean maybe you know. Babe Ruth was a pitcher and batter. Show Ayatani's was that full, but maybe there can be coaching players. I don't know. But I hate Dave Roberts. <laughs> uh, I Shitty don't. I, 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 I don't hate him because he made the greatest deal in Red Sox history. But and moving he, he's on. He's also going to give you a championship. Yeah, he is also going to give me a championship, so I really love him. But we're going to move on. We're going to play Defend the Wall. Defend the wall. Who wants to go first? Who's going to have to get the Dodgers have to can slow have a chance? I know that's not one of the questions. Thank God. I'll go first. I'm choosing B. All right. Dave, that Los Angeles Chargers will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Oh, that's an easy one. Um, Hold on. I'm getting my, my. God damn it, Apple. I don't want to fucking update my phone. All right. uh, (laughs) The Chargers are a team that are finally figuring it out. Um, Outside of the Chiefs, there's no one of real danger in their division. I know Denver's put together a couple wins, but at the end of the day, it's, it's them and the Chiefs battling it out. And outside of them, the Chiefs, and the Patriots, there's no one really of damage in, in the uh, AFC or no one else that can, Really, I don't think anyone is a legitimate contender. Um, the Chiefs' defense is atrocious, and although their their offense puts up points beyond belief, um, they eventually are going to have to face Philip Rivers, a seasoned veteran quarterback who can pick apart a terrible defense. And um, I just don't. I don't see Mahomes being able to put up 45 in playoff games. Um, it's a different environment. The Chargers' defense has been depleted to start, especially Joey Bosa um, being out. So you have to expect they're only going to get better. It's a defense that was supposed to be a top-five defense coming into the year. They're currently ranked 21st in the NFL. Um, so clearly underperforming, but also hurt. Um, and even Mike Williams there on their offenses look great. I mean, he's had a couple dud games, but he's also had a couple of great games. Um, their offense has the ability to be dynamic. Melvin Gordon, same thing. So I think that they have a real shot, just as anyone, to get there. And then we all know what can happen in the Super Bowl, right, Tommy? Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anything can happen in the Super Bowl. Yeah. 
That was a good and, one, Dave. And they're getting Joey Bosa back in a week or two. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It'd be very good. Yeah, if you yeah. listen, Sully, Jesus fucking Christ. All right, um, Sully, are you ready for yours? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Sully, Bryce Harper will get nowhere near $300 million and will be back on the Washington Nationals come next season. Oh, that's a hard defend. one. I can't that's defend that. Oh, that's the game. I'm sorry, three hundred million. All right. Well, I'm not. I, I can't do it. Okay. Well, he'll get. Okay. So take the money out of it. He'll be back on the Nationals next season. Okay, I can do that. Cause four hundred fifty, I can work with three hundred. Okay, back on the Nationals. Um. All right, I can do this. Well, Bryce Harper. Unfortunately for him. Um. Unfortunately, unfortunately enough, there was a ton of hype about him and this whole craze for getting Bryce Harper. But on the unfortunately spectrum of it he didn't play great I believe he finished around 245 over 30 something home runs hit for 100 rbis for the first time in his career but think let that sink in for the first time in his career he had 100 rbis very telling and something i've been very critical of him for a while that no one seems to realize but he doesn't stay healthy so he in many ways he's not worth that 300 400 million maybe 400 million dollar contract so teams may be reluctant to give someone that's that injury prone that amount of money who clearly it's it's showing up in the stats that you know he doesn't hit for average lately um he'll walk he'll get on base but he's a good fielder he'll play hard but it's just he's you know the nationals haven't been able to advance even to the world series with him so is he a player that you're going to be able to build your franchise around as your cornerstone going forward to this point, he hasn't been able to. So if the market is down for him and people are saying, you know, we're going to go by analytics, we're going to go with uh, younger players or cheaper players, um, believe in our farm system and, you know, piece piece together, you know, maybe money ball it like the A's did, then they, they're going to elect not to go with him because he's not worth $400 million. So he very well could end up back with the Nationals, even though probably – that's not really a marriage either of them really want, I feel like. I feel like the, the Nationals are kind of over it in a way. They're willing to go with Soto and a younger core, and that, that tide has kind of passed, but it's very well possible they could both end up back back with each other and have an 85-88 win team next year. That's it. Nice. Very well done. Very well done, Sully. Now... We're going to move on to everyone's favorite sport, football. We're going to move on to the NFL. Deep into games like we normally do. What we're going to do this week is we're all going to give our power rankings of the top five teams at the halfway point of the season. We're going into week eight, halfway through. Can't believe it's already halfway over. But we're going to give our top five. I'll go first. Obviously, number one, you have to have the Rams. Um, Undefeated, dominant team doesn't look like anyone's going to beat them at this point they've probably played some of their hardest games um two i have the kansas city chiefs six and one one last week bounce back from that sunday night loss against the patriots um third i have the new orleans saints they are actually my pick to go to the nfc championship and play the rams if it works out that way with the um records and everything in the seating then fourth i have my patriots and fifth i have the chargers what do you guys got? Wow, I'm surprised you didn't have the you didn't have the Patriots higher up there. That 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 Bears game was scary, man. Bro, yeah, at least I, someone. I literally someone have the did. exact same five as you. <laughs> really? Yeah, like in like word for word. You went nice. uh, you went Chiefs. Uh, Rams. Fuck. Yeah, or no, sorry, Rams, Chiefs, uh, Saints, Patriots, Chargers. Yes. Yeah, that's that's my five as well. What do you wow. got, Sully? All right, I think mine might be a little controversial, but um, the Rams number one, I think, is something you need to have. Everyone needs to have. Um, they're just their offenses. They have the best wide receiver trio I can remember, plus Todd Gurley and Goff. Number two, I also have the Chiefs. Three, I actually have the Pats. I think the Pats really figured things out. Sonny Michelle injury will affect them only so much because they have James White in their system. They'll be all right. It looks like he's only going to miss two games at most, I think, with the MCL sprain. 
Um, so uh, the Patriots, they do look really good. Um, fourth, I will say the Saints. Um, although it's weird, I look at the Saints and I feel like they've could have two or three losses at least. They've won a lot of close games, but winning close games is a skill in some ways, and they're they're pretty good at that, very good at that. So, like, what is it? They could have lost to the Falcons early at one point. They could have lost to this week to the Ravens. They they could have lost to the the Browns if they would have made that kick. So they really could have three or four losses. Um, but I have them fourth and fifth. By unpopular decision, I don't. I, I have the Chargers and the Vikings right there, six and seven. But I actually have the Panthers as my fifth team. Ooh. I I just really like what I see from Cam Newton. Um, I think this team is four and two, and I think they they're not where they could be at all. I think Cam Newton playing with a chip on his shoulder. I really like the way he's, he seems like he's matured. He seems like he's really benefited from whatever. It is his relationship with Tom Brady. He's becoming a better passer. He, 62% of his passes he's completing this year, more efficient. He's got the young receiver, DJ Moore, who's going to come into his own. Funchess, Olsen's back. Um, McCaffrey's a young, great running back. The defense has been good, really solid, low-key, too. But I, I'm really just a big fan of Cam Newton this year. I think I think they could have a deep playoff run. And then, and then the, I have, the Vikings, I think, are right there, and the Chargers are right there. But... Spice it up a little bit with the Panthers. Hey, I like it. The Panthers definitely are playing better than I thought they would this season. You know, last year was a real down year for them, but they, they've surprised me this year. Well, they don't have I mean, Calvin Benjamin anymore. So that's, last, that's year, a... last year they won 11 games, Mr. Buns. But they weren't the same Panthers as the year. Or, I'm sorry, two years ago. Two years, two years ago. ago, yeah. Two years two ago, years ago right. Yeah, two year after the, the year after the Super Bowl I was talking about. I got my years mixed up. Yeah. Because they went fifteen and one, people forget. Literally went fifteen and one. And that was like, was that Cam's rookie season? No, no. I think it was, his it was like his third, third or fourth. fourth. He's oh, he, yeah, he won rookie of the year. 15, so he came out in what thirteen? He came to the league. I think maybe even twelve. Earlier. Yeah, maybe even eleven. He won the national tidy in eleven. So he's been around a while. Well, That's true. Wow. But forget about that. I think Cam's my age. I think he's 28. He might be, yeah. Yeah, I Wait, think he's 28. Let's put the debate to rest right now. Let's see. Cam Newton, the good old Wikipedia machine. Little known fact, everything on Wikipedia is true. He is 29 years old. He was drafted in 2011. Wow. You hate to see it. Damn, that's crazy. All right. At least you're not that old, Dave. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I have a whole year to get to be as accomplished as Cam Newton, so that's like plenty of time. I'll be fine. Plenty of time. That's how I feel about like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, both younger than me, both yeah, ten times more successful than I'll ever be. But what are you gonna do? You know, sometimes life just fucking sucks, and then you die. But you know, what doesn't suck is winning bets. And that's what we're going to give you right now, folks. We are going to give you our Bleacher Bookie best bets for this slate of football games this week. Last week, I went 1-1 one one again. I went 1-1. Uh, one one. I went 1-1 one one for the fourth straight week. So, sorry, guys, for losing you the juice money. But at least I'm not losing your real money. Sully didn't participate last week because he was not on for that part. Tony Sully. probably went... Two and oh. Big T went two and zero. Yeah, he did. Sully undefeated. Big news on the week, huh? Yep. Not a single loss last week. Not That's a single awesome. loss. <laughs> In my, I'll, I'll kick it. I'll kick it off with my undefeated. Yeah, kick it and off. I'll, 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 I will go with the Panthers at home, getting two points against the Ravens. I, I, it's just, I'm just, this seems just like a, tra- a trap game for the Ravens. Ravens are good, but I, I think they're a little overrated. The Panthers at home are a much better team. Cam at home, he'll do enough to get, I mean, they came back from 17 to beat the Eagles on the road. I re- their confidence is sky high. Um, and then for the over-unders, I need to get those up. Someone, someone do their other picks first. I don't have the over-unders up right now. I'm 
All right, for my uh, spread, I'm going to go Cardinals plus one and a half at home. Uh, They played the Niners real tough in San Fran. I think they lost by three or four. Um, I just think it's time for the Cardinals to to get a win. Uh, San Francisco's a very beatable team. Um, The only time they looked decent at all this year was that those three quarters against the Packers or that game against the Packers um outside of that they've been pretty pretty damn terrible um and you know I think Rosen is they, they, he's been progressing every week the the Cardinals offense there was an instant change when he came in it wasn't didn't result in wins but you could just I mean they scored more than six points so that you know clearly they're doing things better so I just think getting Ram, or the Cardinals division game that those division games in the NFC West are always so close no matter how good or bad the teams are um just give me give me the points at home maybe you buy a half a point get to two but I mean at one and a half and two there's not really any advantage you're gaining there um besides on a you know maybe someone missed an extra point or something but um at the end of the day yeah I like Cardinals getting stuff at home you want to be able to risky take it money line plus 105 plus 110 something like that so um give me the Cardinals money line or or spread um, and then for the over under, I'm gonna go. Hmm, I'm gonna go a unlikely one and go over in the Giants Redskins over 42. Um, I just think the Giants are starting to kind of figure it out enough to be like to put some points on the board, um, and their defense got noticeably worse in the past few days. The Giants, that is so. Um, I just think they're, I think this is going to be a higher scoring game, but the Redskins will probably win by a touchdown or more. Um, you know, I think I, I could see a nice, you know, 28-21 or 31-24, something like that, um, 31-21. So I, I think Odell and Saquon are finally looking great, both both of them at least. Um, and... Uh, you know, the Redskins' run defense isn't that great. Their pass defense is underrated for sure. Um, but I just think both these teams are going to put up more points than we expect, and 42 is a really low over number. So give me give me the over, and I th- believe the lowest total of the week. Yes, lowest it total is, of the week. the lowest total of the week. Yeah. Actually tied with the Eagles-Jacksonville. Ah. I have them both at 42 and a half. Those good picks. I, I like those a lot. I, um, for my spread this week, am going to go with the Cleveland Browns plus eight against the Steelers. No matter how bad the Browns are, they always play the Steelers close. They might not win this game. I think they could win this game. They almost won against them earlier this season. I think this is going to be a huge game for the Browns, huge yeah. division game. Plus eight is so many points for this matchup. I think you hammer that. Um I also like the over in the Green Bay LA Rams game. It's uh, 56 and a half. And I think that's going to be, I could easily see that going 60, 65 points, somewhere in that range. I know the last one I didn't take, I, I used as my uh, best bet, but didn't actually take, was the over in that Kansas City Pats game. It was 60. And I convinced myself that that was too many points and it ended up scoring 83. So. I'm going yeah, to the over. Life's crazy. way too short. You gotta bet that over. Fifty six. That was crazy. Now. But I will actually go off of your Cleveland Pittsburgh game, and I'm gonna go with the under of forty nine. Um, like I that. I think the, the first the first game was um, much a lower scoring game. I think it was twenty twenty or something something lower. They usually those NFC North battles are lower scoring, whether it's Bengals, Steelers, Steelers, Browns. Um, I think it will be close. I like your bet a lot. I um, think the Browns will probably lose by three or something. But, yeah, I could see like a 23-20 game or something like that. I don't, I don't really see it going over 50. It's at 49. So, take the under. Hope for a push. <laughs> <laughs> hope for the push. <laughs> I really like all our picks this week. Good job, guys. Yeah. yeah. I think those are good ones. I think we're getting better as the weeks have gone on. We're being a little bit more intelligent, myself mainly. Um, Anyways, we're going to move on now to the NBA. First full week is in the books. We've gotten a look at every team now. We've gotten to see some good matchups. We had Golden State OKC, obviously without Russ. We had the Celtics and Raptors. We had top teams matching up early. The Lakers still winless. 
No, they won. Oh, they they won last night. They got their one. They got their win last night. Okay, but I mean, early reactions. What do you guys think of the league this year? Who who stands out to you? The fight. Um, that's what stands yeah. out to me. Yeah, the fight. That's, that's yeah. That was, <laughs> I I loved it. Oh man. I loved it. Do you think he spit on him? Does it? Do you think Rondo spit on him? I mean, he a hundred percent spit on him. Like Rondo spit. What came out of his yeah saliva went on him do we are we ever gonna know if it was truly intentional no, no. is that out of the possibility for rajon rondo absolutely not no, <laughs> no I, I don't i don't actually think it was intentional even though it's hard to give someone like rondo the benefit of the doubt i think he has a mouthpiece and if you've had a mouthpiece before it is easy for it to generate saliva and i don't think it was a lot like you you look at the video you gotta look at a lot of times it really isn't a large amount like if you spit in someone, like that's a loogie. Like, like, yeah. Like spitting, like it, it looked like something very small, like touched him. Like it went, like Paul, like overreacted, like. And like, there's also no like, miss. There's no like uh, hitch in any of no one's movements. Like when the spit comes out, it's not like Rondo is looking at his face or like everything is just like happening in fluid motion. It's it it yeah. looks it looks like it it was an accident in that sense. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, like, I don't know. what it, it was clearly more than, like, oh, someone just grazed me with some spit, like someone's talking to you or something, and they spit on you when they talk. But, like, it was clearly more than that. But, I mean, I, 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 at the same time, I can't blame Chris Paul for the reaction he had. Plus, it's already a guy that he has bad blood against. Like, you know those guys are just looking for a reason to be mad at each other. And if you just, if you, a kid you don't like is, like, or a guy you don't like is, near you and he happened like spits on you like you're just waiting to find a reason to hit him and it's like yeah. it's totally understandable and it's not like rondo doesn't deserve to get cracked in the face by someone at some point like i feel like almost everyone deserved it like they just like it, it, i just i kind of liked all of it because ingram pushes harden because harden's just he's playing like, like he usually plays he's like you know He's, you know, he. I know he. People were just frustrated with the way he was getting very t- touch, touch fouls on three pointers and stuff, and it was just a frustration push after, which instigated the whole thing. And then he was like, "What did I do?" And then, you know, obviously the spitting thing happened. But it's like Rondo and Paul to me are such similar players. Really, the only different, both, both like personality-wise and as players, the only difference to me really is Rondo doesn't have a jump shot. Paul does. And Rondo's a little more athletic, I guess. Other than that, they're both great passers, very cerebral players. Both pass first. Both um, have, you know, a long rec- track record of winning. Um, maybe not Rondo as much, but he's got the title. Um, they're both just fiery competitors who really are cutthroat when it comes to winning and ve- can be very critical of teammates and really don't have love lost with past teammates so they're they're so similar as people i think it it just it, it really shouldn't have shocked anyone but ingram and in the end with the haymaker was crazy yeah, i watched that live he just came in and threw a haymaker i was like oh my god i was like i was like hoping this like is this ron our test 2.0 <laughs> i it was nuts like like brandon ingram and i like to see it from ingram too and not that i'm condoning the violence i, I like to see it from ingram too even though he was out of line he was just showing fire. I, I, I liked it. He was just like it, it, this. This I wasn't around for the '90s basketball as much, but it, it reminded me more of like, you know, we're not not everyone's friends. Like you know, Paul gets a stereotype from being a good guy and like the banana boat and stuff. But it's like there's no love lost on this court. Paul's going against LeBron. I mean, he tried to contain him and like, cause obviously they're friends, and he was just getting them out of there. But you know, it's good to see fire from these guys that don't like each other and the young Lakers like Ingram. What about Carmelo just standing there watching the whole thing happen and not doing a damn thing? I mean, it, it's just it's really <laughs> just like a it's really just, it's hilarious because it's like you have, you have like everyone of the banana boat there. You have, and like the main people aren't really doing anything. You got Paul I mean, you got Melo and LeBron are just trying to be peacemaker and Paul's like on a Napoleonic fucking tiring with Rondo. When he crossed his arms and like mean mugged him, he started doing like the, oh, you want a brick brack, homie? He's like, yeah. dude. Melo just, just looked stoned, honestly. He didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> he was just like there. And LeBron was just like, all right. 
he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna calm down my dog, like make sure no one else gets suspended. But it, it was just great. Right. Yeah, no, it was awesome. That was. Yeah, it was that, a relief to see people just like finally throw some fucking fists. It's always so much fucking talk, and then they go out with fucking Twitter fingers right after the game. Like Embiid yeah. is is so is like Embiid's a perfect example. Like guy never shuts up, and like it, it, it the thing with Drummond, like that was just that was an embarrassment. Um, getting Drummond, like it's that's everything that everyone that hates the NBA has a right to complain about, and it was just like all happened in one. Yeah, in one about scenario, the flop, the flop that got Drummond ejected, and on top of that, you your team and you were a defender at points to Blake Griffin giving up you giving up fifty to Blake Griffin and taking the loss. If you win, I can see you talking shit. That's fine, but if you lose, shut your mouth unless you drop eighty. And it's like, yeah, and he's doing he's talking shit. He doesn't have the right to talk about on the court. And then what does he do when he gets off the court? He fucking goes and gives another interview, locked behind a fucking closed door, and a million people no, and talks more shit. And then goes on his fucking phone and talks more shit. It's like, dude, you're just you're such a pussy that you fucking took a fake elbow to the face. Like, obviously he's not a pussy. He's a fucking huge dude. But you you get what I'm saying. Like, it's just it's such a it's such a bitch move. Like. And I, you just, especially when you see, when you've seen like real fights and on the court and it's just, it's just so sad. And like he gets rewarded for it and he's just like, oh, he's a troll. He's funny. He's got in your head. And it's just like, nah, he's just like a fucking pussy. <laughs> like that's all he is. And he just, he, 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 he is funny though. He is funny, but he, he, he crossed the line here. And if he continues to cross the line, he will, if he's not already be a villain of many people in the NBA. And that's not something you want in that regard for a lack of respect. Yeah, it, it, it will be a lack of respect, not a, a fear. And that's yeah, what not, the that's what the fear. difference is. Yeah, not not a fear of um not a fear like you're playing, you know, the bad boy pistons or you know or anyone that's great for that matter, whether you're playing the Warriors today or you're playing even LeBron, like you're playing against some formidable thing Embiid, it's like you're gonna be like, This guy's a clown. Like yeah. that's what you'll think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what um, what teams look the best to you so far? I think obviously you know you got the Pelicans undefeated, Dang. you got the Rap- Raptors undefeated, but Denver for me, I mean they're un- they're looking like the real yeah, deal. Yeah, against the Warriors was huge. That was a great game. I mean, I know, I know, me and Sully were both high on them going in, but they've they, even me, they're looking better than than I thought they would. Um, and you know they got that huge win. You know they were at home, but still, like it's not easy to beat the Warriors no matter where you are. Um, so I think, and you know, Jokic is looking like a fucking MVP already. He is the an- <laughs> yeah, he is. the, the anti Russell Westbrook. The what, gummy he went, bear. He went eleven for eleven when he got that triple double the other night. Yeah, eleven for eleven with zero turnovers and Jokic, thirty-five Jokic points and a triple double. Mean, he plays a great brand of basketball. He really does. I mean. He's just—he's a very complete player. If he would become a better defender, I think that's the only thing he really needs. Other than that, he's is the full arsenal offensively, like such a skilled big. That's a very good sleeper pick, Dave. And I think who else was a good sleeper pick? Not to toot my own horn—no pun intended. Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz have looked great. Yeah, they have. Even Kawhi yeah, and the Raptors too. Kawhi's in the MVP running, I would say. Yeah, Kawhi yeah, looks and, great. And. and, the, and and yeah, I was just about to say it. The Jazz lost that tough one to Golden State, but they only lost by a point to Golden State. You know, those are two teams that that play the the Nuggets and the and the Jazz play the Warriors so tough. They always do. I think the Nuggets stopped their streak years ago when they were on that big win streak or whatever to start out the season. I think it was the Nuggets when they were like without Steve Kerr when they were with Luke Wall and they won the first twenty four games. I believe yeah. the Nuggets beat them. Because yeah, because the Celtics they went to double overtime with the Celtics. Yeah. And then the next night they had a back to back and they lost to the Jazz. Was it, it was the Jazz or the Nuggets? It was the Nuggets. The Nuggets, right? It was yeah. The Nuggets. And and yeah, to Dave's point, the Raptors. Oh man, the Raptors are making us look good too. Because it's like it's people are like, oh, not high in the Raptors. It's like you shook up the roster, you shook up the coach, which I didn't agree with. I thought I thought what's his name was a good coach and got run out basically by LeBron, which is fair, but. Now you you add Kawhi Leonard, a top three player, top five unarguably, if he's healthy. You add Kawhi Leonard to the mix with Kyle Lowry. You change the dynamic of it. You get a def- defensive, you know, 
stopper and one of the most efficient players, unselfish players. Uh, you get Danny Green. You get, I mean, you just really have it all. And, like, if you're the Raptors, like, you need to be feeling good. Like, you can win the East. Like, like there's new hope. This is a new team. This is a new, new leader under the team. And, I mean, not to make too big of it, but, I mean, Kawhi could find a home in Toronto, I think. I, yeah, if, if they get to the finals, I could definitely, or even the, like a long Eastern Conference final series, and they have a really great regular season, I could yeah. definitely see well, it. Why go to the West with all that talent? It's like, and it's not even like you're running from it. You were traded there, so you have that out. Why? I mean, I don't expect him to go to the Clippers like he says he's going to go. Like, he doesn't want to play with LeBron or whatever. That's fine. I, whatever. I get that to a degree, even though he's being picky. Is he going to go to the Clippers? No, he's not going to go to the Clippers. Like, let's be honest. I think I think the weather will be a factor for him. I think that could be the driving force if he leaves. But at the same time, if they win 60... This, this is looking like a team that can win 65 games. And with all... like. We gotta remember last year how good they were in the regular season. They were a top five offensive and defensive team, and they they added a shooter in Danny Green. They added, um, you know, they added a top five player. Like I said, like you you basically you swap out DeRozan for Green and and Kawhi. Like, what? That's to, but for me though, like I don't even know the the West might be better now, but in three years, is the West set up to be better than the East? We don't know what's no, going to happen with the Warriors. Golden State's going to blow up. You yeah, we don't know what's happening there. We don't know what um, Houston's future will look like, especially if they're talking craziness like they are now with these four first-round picks for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, um, no. I, I just I see the the outlook, the three-year outlook of the East being much more competitive than the West. Uh, yeah, I mean, because at that point, you you figure LeBron will be done with it in regards to being an elite player. Um, he really hasn't looked as good this year either. I mean, so far, he's looked just okay for his standards. LeBron will be done by that. Who knows what the Lakers will be? Yeah, like, the Warriors probably won't be dominant because when it comes to dynasties, you got to remember that it's never it never lasts as long as you think it will in any sport. Other than maybe, I guess, the Patriots with... with but with and, 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 and NBA, especially, dynasties don't last that long. The Spurs lasted long too, but it's not like... Six championships in a row. It's long over time, and you have career players like lifers, like Duncan and whatnot. But like Durant, let's say Durant goes to the Knicks. Let's say Durant goes to the Knicks, and like LeBron's basically, you know, now no longer lead player. Then you have Kawhi stay there. Then you have Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving in the Celtics, and you have Giannis, and then you have one other big player, whether it's CJ McCollum or one of those players, go to the East. Then you know it's pretty. And even. then you have the Sixers too. So you're looking at like you're looking at like Simmons gonna be a superstar. He hasn't taken that step yet, but he's only what twenty. And yeah, exactly. So you're looking at right there potentially four to five title contenders in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, the Celtics, Sixers. I mean, who knows with the Knicks if they get someone else? If they got Durant and someone else, I mean. Yeah, but I mean, what the point is, we're never gonna see the Warriors again in terms of four bona fide stars. In, like in their prime, the only reason it happened was because of that lined-up TV deal and Durant being a, a free agent that year. Without that that perfect alignment, the Warriors with Durant don't happen. And it's just what sure we'll have the teams like well, now we have, they have now. Five. Well, yeah, now they have but five. talk about an even more extenuating circumstance. But they can't bring back Cousins next year. Um, he's not. They don't own his bird rights. So it, it's that's clearly a one-year rental. Um, off of coming off that injury, they could, they could bring him back if Durant left, though, right? No, because they don't own they don't own Cousins' bird rights, so they can't offer him. They can't go over the cap to resign him. And, and they're they'd already still be, they'd still be they'd still be well over the cap if Durant left. Yeah, yeah, they're like LeBron. They're like LeBron, LeBron in Cleveland last year, except they have all stars, not Rodney what about Hood. If Durant, Durant and Clay left, then they'd be under. I mean, they'd, I, they'd, ha- they'd be able to get under. They might have to make some more moves, you know, like releasing Drebko for $5 million or something to get on, you know, but they'd be, they'd definitely be under if they, if they lost those two guys. Um, but I don't think, I think Clay, I think Draymond's more likely to leave in a year than Clay is to leave this year. Um, I just don't really? see it, like, I mean, it's not like, it's not like basically you can't, a team can't get desperate. Like, what is, Clay just, he hasn't once, D- said or acted any other way than like 
I want to be right here for the rest of my fucking life. You know, like he hasn't. There hasn't been a report. There, you know, there's been people saying like, "Oh, Clay's gonna be a free agent. He could go there. He could go there." But like people like Kawhi and Durant and Jimmy Butler and Kyrie, there's been actual reports that of <laughs> of feelings and news coming out of these players camps that they potentially could be leaving there's real tangible evidence if you will if you're going to count journalists legitimate reports as evidence um and there just hasn't been that with clay it's just been people speculating that he's going to be a free agent and he could leave like because it's possible not because they heard from you know the towel boy's sister's boyfriend well, that his dad worked as the announcer of the lakers in large part yeah, I, I see that, but I think, I, I feel like that he's done a really good job and it's been on purpose to kind of separate himself from his dad and his career, and I think his dad's kind of proud of that he's been able to make his own path and he's not, like, kind of thought of as Michael Thompson's son. I bet the majority of NBA fans don't know that he's the son of a former number one overall pick. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. But, I, I mean, I... To me, it would be very weird if Draymond left because, to me, he's the second most likely to stay just for the fact that he recruits everyone. He's the one texting everyone and telling people to come. I mean, like, he's the one that told KD to come once they lost and they went in the parking lot. Like, I'm pretty sure he helped recruit Cousins. He did help recruit. It's like, so, I think I think Durant is the big domino, and if he goes, then you could see a lot of other moves. I think if, the, if Durant leaves... And then I think it, then it, then no one else is gonna feel like they have to stay, and that they're, and you know, they have, they're, they're possible that they could lose before the finals for once. They they're, they're no longer the monster stars. They could they're not formidable as they as they were. So yeah, I, I mean, they're still a great and, team, but they're beatable. Yeah, they're definitely beatable. And, I mean, I think Durant would be the most likely to go right now. Oh, I totally agree that Durant's the most likely to go. And I think if if he if they do win this year or they win another title, I think he's out. Because he'll, he'll have the same as LeBron. Um, and at the end of the day, that's really what he's chasing right now. Is, yeah, is, and his legacy's not getting any better, really, with the with that team. Yeah, no, it's not improving at all it, in marginal, Golden State. It's marginal, the amount that his, his legacy gets better. He plays Correct. great in the finals. It's great to see... But just the spacing he gets on that team with with the two best two of the five best shooters ever. I mean, it's you know it, it's got to be accounted for. If he was to go win one in New York or one in other some other place that you know was up and coming, even Philly, you know, um, I don't think yeah. he would go there. But if he was to go win one in one of those places, I think it would be worth more than three more in Golden State. I agree. I think it'd be worth more than all the ones he has so far. To the average NBA fan, that's like just like yeah, Durant the Snake. He, they don't mean shit. Like, I mean, the guy won two Finals MVPs. Like, let's give him a little bit of fucking credit. Like, he's not out no, no, here. No, I, I do, but I think I think yeah, but but he joined a seventy-two win team. I think also. So I mean, oh, played, I so, I agree. I mean, there's definitely there's I, definitely a I cloud over what he has Knicks, done. But I, just think, I think if he went to the Knicks, I think it would mean more than those combined because it would be more him taking on the alpha role which he he it does i mean he did i guess at, he didn't in, in the finals i guess you, you can say he did in the finals but going there wasn't an alpha move That's yeah i mean was. he's he's their best player but he's not the leader of the team yeah, and he he would be in new york at least for the next three or four years until Przingis really gets into his prime because Przingis is still only 23 so he drants in new york for three or four years at least and then Przingis is 26 27 and he's He's passing on the reins, and Porzingis is then the next be- the best player when Durant's 34, 35. I, I, I kind of look at the Warriors, the face is Curry, and I really think the leader is Draymond. Yeah, I mean, you can call it whatever you want, but Durant's the best player on the floor. No, yeah, he's the best player, but, like, like I don't really think Curry's the leader, so to speak. Like, some people would say, I think Draymond's the emotional leader, and Curry is, is you know, he's, like, the face of the franchise. But he's yeah. Not oh, there absolutely. I I personally think Clay, Steph, Clay, and Draymond are all going to be there for one more contract cycle, at least. 
I think all of that. I think Clay and Draymond will both resign in Golden State for max money, whatever it you know whatever it is, um, and that'll be it. They'll just figure out ways to build around them like they did in the yeah. two years before Durant got but there. But then again, something unforeseeable could happen. Some sort it of could. controversy. It could. It could. Of course, but yeah, that's that's my prediction. Where, yeah, where where some sort of beef. I think Curry will never leave. I think Curry will never leave. Oh yeah, why, why would he? Why would he? I mean, yeah, I, I his his legacy. Like, talk about a legacy that's already cemented. Like he could never win another title, and he's his legacy's fine. He'll be go, He'll go down as unarguably a top six or seven point guard of all time, and that's one of the of all time. Oh, that's if he never takes another three for the rest of his life. That's that's a fact. He already has. He has like thirty three so far this season, and that's more than like six teams have. Yeah, I I read some stat that he's like on pace to break the the three point record by like double. It's just like oh, <laughs> okay, that makes That's sense. Crazy, how long that took Ray Allen to do? Yeah, and like then eighteen Curry's years or something. Do it in like three quarters of the time, maybe maybe less. Yeah, no, I mean I I I I think it. There's good. There's just so much shit that could happen in the NBA this year. So many trades that could happen. Um. It'll be interesting to see who comes out of the East because we know it's not going to be Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland's bad, like yeah, I was real bad. Cleveland, like Cleveland, might not. I I picked that under for their win total. I I figured they were going to come in under. I said they win like twenty eight games. Yeah, I think I'm going to be right, if not more yeah, under. <laughs> I agree. But uh, my last point on Durant, like uh, it, at the end of the day, people all say you know anytime a Knicks free agent or people talk about Knicks getting a free agent to pipe dream and like to an extent it is like we've we've pretty much swung and miss on on every meaningful free agent of the last 15 20 years but at the end of the day like we're living in a different age now as of like the last four to five years and what it, there's no difference from durant going to the knicks than there than what lebron just did going to the lakers the only difference to me is that Kristaps Porzingis is more talented than anyone the Lakers have on their roster. And uh, LeBron went there for business. He had homes there. He His business partners were there. And he wanted to be able to retire there. And he wanted to get involved in Hollywood. He want, it was a business move just as much as it was a basketball move. We all knew that for the first time that was going to play into his decision. And I think Durant's at the same, the same kind of stage in his career. And... Rich Kleiman, Kevin Durant's manager, best friend, and business partner, headquartered in New York. Durant likes New York more than L.A. Like, it's just, it's, there's no difference. You can say it's a pipe dream. It, maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. Like, I think, I think the Warriors are probably the leaders in the clubhouse to keep Durant, but the Knicks are second. That's for sure. And I just don't, when you can call it a pipe dream and you call it it's crazy, people need to really consider it this time because... It's real, and I think whether he goes to the Knicks or not, I think if Durant wins this year, he's out of Golden State. And who knows where he'll land. You know, Obviously, rosters and trades could be made, and a better situation pops up than New York. But again, we don't know how much outside, off-the-court stuff is going to matter to Durant in this, in, this, uh, in this process. But if it matters at all, the Knicks, are, the Knicks are second for sure on that list behind Golden State right now. I mean, he's a guy who's not married, doesn't have kids. Like, he already left his home. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was in yeah. OKC for nine years. He already left. It's like leaving leaving this team isn't going to phase him like leaving OKC did. So I could definitely see him ending up in New York. That'd be very, very reasonable to say. Yeah. Whatever. Fingers but, crossed, not getting my hopes up. Yeah. Don't get your hopes up. Although the first billboard did go up today. First, <laughs> to bring KD there. First Kevin Durant billboard. Kevin Durant and Kristaps Przingis together holding the trophy. I thought that, that was a dumb billboard. I did too. Oh. I I thought that I didn't. I think there might have been copyright stuff with like using his actual picture because it's like a cartoon of of those yeah, two. It's, it's not. And it's and it's too riddled with ads. It's like it was clearly some like up-and-coming company i don't remember the name but it was clearly some upcoming company who put together like 20 grand to buy a billboard and make and get that creative made and it's just like half of it's covered in like sponsorship ads and shit and then the middle's like you know make new york basketball great again or some shit with kp and kd holding a holding a larry o'brien um huh. but 
it is uh, it is interesting that the the con- the the recruitment has already begun. Yeah, well, you know, speaking of holding trophies, Sully is looking to hold his trophy of getting a point every single week in our next segment, our final segment today in sports history. Oh jeez. Are you guys ready? I'm not really ready. I feel awful. This week's going to be a doozy. <clears throat> We're going to start off with this. In 1990, this fighter knocked out Buster Douglas in the third Mike round. Mike Tyson. Oh, nope. fuck. <laughs> Other way around. Uh, I don't know. Vander Holyfield. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I wasn't I, even you you hear Buster Douglas and you automatically just think Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, yeah. Number two, one nothing, Dave. In 1993, the NFL announces a new expansion team. Who was it? Uh, Carolina Panthers. Tennessee Titans. What'd you say, Dave? Carolina Panthers. Yep. Two nothing, Dave. Oh my God. Okay. In 2012, this player was named the MLB World Series MVP. Justin Verlander. Nope. Fuck. Miguel Ordonez, 2012. Was that the... Uh, who won? <laughs> uh, not the Sox. I can't even think. It's not someone you would expect. Al- uh, then I was David Freeze. Yeah. Nope. Oh, that's a good guess, though. Uh, J- uh, uh, fuck. He doesn't play for the team anymore, and he played for... Does he still play, though? Yes, he's on his second team since this. Albert Pujols. Oh, nope. since this. Oh, shit. Um, Wait, second? So this is his third team? Yes. He won with the Giants. Oh, so, oh. So Pablo Sandoval. Yep, Dave got it. Oh, Sully. Down 3 Oh. I knew I was going to do well today. From the oh, second I, I woke up out of bed. <laughs> okay, here, here's one. In 1974, this pitcher threw the fastest recorded pitch of 100.9 no per hour. Yep. All right, there I go. That, that on the board, one. okay. Ooh, in 1988, this team beat the Pittsburgh Steelers for the first time. Cardinals. Nope. Oh, wait. Vikings. Oh, wait, nope. beat the Steelers. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Browns. Browns. Nope. Bengals. Ravens. Nope. Ravens. Nope. You said it twice. I didn't know if he was saying no to me or Wait, you. In 1988, they beat the the Steelers for the first time. Yep. Bucks. We, nope. Um. Colts. The nope. Texans. They're not even a real team. Oilers. Cardinals. <laughs> nope. You already said the Cardinals, Sully. Uh, Rams. Nope. Seahawks. Nope. Can we Jets. Get, can we wait, 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 Dave, stop. We've <laughs> guessed over 15 times. Yeah, we need I another know. hint. It's, product, it's, it's a guessing game now. All right, this AFC team beat the Steelers for the first time. Buffalo Bills. Nope. Damn. Miami Dolphins. Nope. The Pats. Nope. The Jets. Yes. <laughs> I said the Jets! When did you say the Jets? Like, fucking, right before Sully was like, slow down, slow down. I oh. never heard the Jets. Oh, I didn't hear the Jets either. I, I, I definitely said I the know. Jets. Well, Absolutely. You said 17 other teams, so it was hard to keep track. Yeah, well, you know, said it. All right, next one. We've got four more. I got a lot this week. Jesus. Oh, keep them coming, baby. Let's go. What's the score right now? It's 3-2 Dave, right? Yeah. All right. The uh, last one was questionable. In 1996, this player made his debut for this team. Sport. Basketball. Allen Iverson. Kobe Bryant for the Lakers. Nope. Wow. Uh, Steve Paul Nash. Pierce, Celtics. Nope. No, he was 98. Uh, Vince Carter. Vince Carter, Raptors. Dirk Nowitzki. Nope. Antoine Jameson. It wasn't his NBA debut. It was his debut for a new team. Oh. Oh. Oh, uh. It's early 96. Uh, What's his name? I can't think. 
Shaquille oh, O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. Yep. Shaquille O'Neal made his debut for the Lakers. Yeah. One, okay. Once his... Say though, no, you said it wasn't. It wasn't his NBA debut. It yeah, once you said that, I was like, okay. Because I was just naming 96 draft class guys. I know. I realized that. And I was like, oh, they think someone who was a rookie this year. I was like, okay. I was. That's when I said That's when I said the. Uh, it wasn't his NBA debut. Okay. In 1997, this Louisiana State University running back rushed for 212 yards and a school record five touchdowns. Emmett Smith. Nope. 1997. Louisiana. Oh, wow. Yeah, never mind. Um, 1997. Louisiana State, on, you said? Yep, he went on to win multiple Super Bowls. Terrell Davis. Nope. Good guess, though. I don't even know the LSU running backs. Uh, Huck. Jerome Bettis. Nope. No. Jamal Lewis. Nope. Brandon, Brandon Jacobs. Nope. Multiple Super Bowls with a team you both hate. Corey Dillon. Nope. That was a good guess too. Uh, You're warm. I know it's 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 a Patriot. It's not Curtis Martin. Curtis Martin. Nope. Damn. He only uh, won. He only won one. Lawrence Maroney. No, that was way later. Oh yeah, he went to Minnesota too. Um, oh, Kevin Falk. Kevin Falk. Falk. Wow. That one. Wow. Yeah, that was a good one. I wasn't sure if you guys would get it, but once I said a Patriot, I was Kevin like... Falk was uh, the ultimate third down specialist before there was a third down specialist. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one from 1998. Steve... Oh, fuck. Okay. So... <laughs> Steve Young? Yeah, okay, but I can still ask the question. So in 1998... Steve Young connected with this receiver for their Gary Rice. Yep. Yes, 4-4. Four, four. All right, this is the tiebreaker. I was all over on that, like, white down race. Are we really counting that, Steve Young? It, no, it was the answer was Jerry Rice. Yeah, Steve Young didn't hit another receiver his whole career besides Jerry Rice. He only you threw to Jerry Rice. You could have said it. All right, go. All right, this is for all the marbles. Getting fucking flim-flam this whole night. In 1991, this person replaced Stump Merrill as the New York Yankees manager. Buckshaw Walter. Oh, that really wasn't fair that that was the last one. That wasn't fair. That oh, I said fair, Jets, but... so I don't even want to hear it. Yeah, true. There's some debate there. About who the Jets beat in 1988 before I was born? All right. You're, you're saying mine aren't fair when I'm guessing the question before it's even asked. <laughs> the, the amount of Yankee questions that go your way because of the extensive history of the Yankees and this there's probably at least been 20 questions asked about the Yankees there's okay. a lot of history there sorry man. that we're the fucking history, greatest sports saying, franchise of all time complain about me and answering asking who the questions about and who the answer is I can complain about it all being Yankees I don't know I like erroneous on all accounts yeah erroneous strike that from the record I I how dare you <laughs> the validity of my question <laughs> oh well guys it's been another great episode dave why don't you give them those handles uh twitter bleacher underscore fan instagram at bleacher fan facebook at bleacher fan sports just search bleacher fan sports you'll find us everywhere yeah that's been a it's been another week for us we will see you back next week hopefully you have more money in your pockets because you listen to all our picks because we are improving people and that is what matters that's what matters. We'll see you next week. I nice saw.